What up, folks? Welcome to another episode. Before we begin, we want to make sure you are following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dablin Dribblin, and that you're subscribed to us wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be Apple, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or uh, Apple Podcasts? Yeah. Stitcher? SoundCloud. There you go. Did it all of them? I'm real tired. Yeah, I see. All right. <laughs> so it's one of those things. It's been one of those days. It's been a minute since we've seen y'all, and we talked about a lot of different things. Um, we started off with our Darkos and LeBrons, our highs and lows, um, and went into some Popeyes news, some mm-hmm. Rainforest news, and we talked about the NFL quite a bit. So that was um, a fun, a, a different diversion than what we usually do. Yeah, some wackadoodle stuff happening in the NFL with yeah. one player particularly, and Jay-Z. Yep. And then, what did we talk about in our dribbling section? We talked about Cousins' injury over on the Lakers, Boogie <sighs> going down, but Sad. opening the door for a Dwight Howard reunion with the Lakers. A fresh start. We'll number, see. Number eight. <laughs> mm, yeah, boy. It's going to be interesting. And then, uh, new rule on headbands yeah. in the NBA. Sad to see something go from last year's fashion lineup. The Jordan 34 is dropped. We literally had two seconds of things to say about that, which was will show you that it wasn't that Google it. To. It's a shoe. It's a shoe. People are going to wear it. Team USA, we touched briefly on FIBA basketball. Yep. Uh, we consider the question, is Derrick Rose a Hall of Famer? Yeah. And we also consider other people too. Are they really Hall of Famers? But that's towards the end of the cast. That's a hard question. A lot of people could debate. Yep. But Kobe raises some questions about his relationship with Shaq again. Uh, Um, Shut up, Kobe. (laughs) I still don't see why it's as big a deal as we're making it, but I understand why Shaq would have thoughts. So we discuss. And our dope people, as per usual, were pretty dope. I was very surprised by yours. Um, it's a number could, of people that could have been my dope people. This yeah, week. no, and and it wasn't because you picked the person. I was intrigued by the person's um, accomplishments. Oh yeah, which I thought was for sure. Cool, for sure. So yeah, our cast is good, y'all. It's a little bit of a long one, but it is a good one. So make sure you check it out, and uh, we'll see you on the flip side. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dad and Driller with Alex and Bry. Hey. It is episode number 85. It has been a long time since you've heard our lovely voices. Mm. <laughs> wow, that was... What was that? What I did, was. I haven't heard my voice on this microphone in over a month. It's, it's been wanted, a minute. I wanted to exercise it. You wanted to exercise it. I mean, fair enough, right? Um, yeah, it's been a while. I feel like there's a, there was a lot that happened to us. Uh, and I think we decided that uh, next season, August mm-hmm. and September, we're going to take <laughs> off because we just need to be realistic with how insane our lives are in August and September. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous to even try. It's stupid. There's are a, we done? There's enough stuff I have to keep up with. I know. To keep these plates spinning. Yeah, no, we don't need to add another plate into the plates that you're spinning. If, you've, if you've seen an NBA halftime show mm-hmm. where they bring on entertainment, someone's balancing on a ball stacking 15 chairs on their head or flipping cups and things like that no, so that, people, that was our life all of august and parts of september yeah my life was continuing to be that way there actually. were there were things that i thought okay of the 50 things i need to do one of these things i should be able to take my eye off of for a minute mm-hmm. oh no mm-hmm. oh all of these things have to be in the air got it okay so just it was enough for me just to try to go to the gym and take care of myself and I get didn't even sleep. Do that. 
I tried to get... Yeah, some people write it off completely. I couldn't do it. I... Physically couldn't do it. How'd you feel? Terrible. I still yeah. feel terrible. Yeah. And Went then, back to the gym this and week, then but... How was the sleep? Not great. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> because I wasn't really working out. Really but, sucked. Yeah. And I, I took hits on that. I told myself, no artwork making for yeah. August. Of course. That you makes need sense. To, Alex, you just need to focus on sleep exercise and getting the job done and you know what else went by the wayside my nutrition yeah no i hate like garbage wow. i definitely gained three pounds in august wow as i weighed myself today i was like oh no stress eating no no stress and also eating. just eating because it's i realized i hadn't eaten all day so i'm gonna eat at midnight before i go to bed indubitably yeah, not smart that whole pack Rhino. of oreos <laughs> <laughs> hey where my, where my pack of oreos buddy i already gave them to you Oh, okay. You forgot. Last time we were here, I gave that it to so you. That was so long ago. I, I don't, know. It, it says though it didn't happen, so you have to buy me another one. <laughs> there was a, there's a, a, a cafe right by me. Yeah. Well, not a cafe. It's like a bodega. Yeah. yeah. And I never eat there. Mm-hmm. But a oh, lot I know of... exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so my friend was saying to me how we were walking by it, and they said, how often do you eat at this place? Because it's right outside your front door. I go, okay. funny enough, the first three years I lived here... Mm-hmm. Never had one thing from this place. Right. And the uh, last, last month, month of August? <laughs> all of it. Ten all times. times. <laughs> <laughs> Ten times. Proximity. Um, we'll talk about this in a little bit. Uh, remind me to talk about Popeyes because I have some all thoughts. Right. Let me write that down. Yeah, let's write that down because that should be the first thing we talk about. Um, but before we begin to our regular, regularly scheduled dabbling section, what is your LeBrons and Darkos for this week? Mm. This is our way of checking in, making sure we're alive and good. LeBron. My LeBron. Mm-hmm. What's, what, should I start with my Darko? What is my Darko? You should start with the the negative. Darko is yeah. everyone just Google it. We've talked about it before, but we'll we'll the bring Darko it up. Darko Militich. Um, my Darko. What's your low? What's your I low? I don't know if I have a low. I have a bunch of highs. Okay. My LeBron, my LeBron, one of the LeBrons is that I watched a Hitchcock movie the other day. I haven't seen it in a long time. Rope. I've never seen it. Mm. If you're looking for a short Hitchcock film, Mm -hmm. this one's great. And one of the best things about it is it's a continuous shot. It's one of the first movies that was a continuous shot. There's only a few breaks in it. Mm -hmm. And I would be interested to know. It's fun to look for where the break is. Wow. Okay. 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 Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like so it. So look like at it. look at rope. It's a good uh, murder mystery little situation going on Hitchcock film. And then my other uh, LeBron high, if you will. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Serena Williams? Um, heard of her. That so- name sounds familiar. She travels in the sports world. Circles. Okay. 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 Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell she me more. She plays a game called tennis. Tennis. It's not called ten- tennis. Or pronunciation is different across cultures, but like, of course, of course. If you call it tennis, that's fine. Okay, cool. Um, she's pretty good with a racket. Cool, 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 cool. She played in a tournament recently mm, mm, mm. Um, nearby. It was in New York, actually. Oh. It was out in Queens. They call it the US Open. US Open, the mm-hmm. US Open. Got it, got it. Um, US, got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think not, it's a, not nothing like to to the movie. No, no, it's very inclusive, but nothing to do with the branding. Okay, got it, got it. So, yeah, she played in a tournament. I actually got to go watch her play <gasps> at said tournament. <gasps> and hold on, hold on. Hold on, I need to breathe. <laughs> it was bananas. 
It was bananas. Oh my god, Alex! <laughs> Can I show you How something? How is that not the first thing <laughs> we talk about today? Well, the Hitchcock film was great. I'm going I, to punch you in the face. Can I show you something Alex, real quick? Alex, we had a whole one and a half hour conversation and you did it. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, I just want y'all to know this will definitely be the last cast of, of Dabbling Dribbling. You piece of garbage. Oh my god. <laughs> Wow. So y'all, um, Alex was showing me a video of Serena just flat on the ground. Well, that's not Serena. Won. Is that not Serena? It's a white it? girl. That's Bianca. Oh shit, when Bianca won. Bianca won. Wait, you went to the final? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so angry at you. <laughs> okay guys. No but no, but seriously, um I hate Alex. Um <laughs> Bianca, Screw you. Bianca played her ass off. No, at I, that the stadium. First of all, Americans, get it together. What do we do? Listen, on clay in France, people behave themselves. Okay, all right. Okay. At Wimbledon, you would never speak out of turn. Yeah. At the U.S. Open, now we ru- we rowdy. Come on, Serena, <laughs> Serena. I love you, Bianca. Everybody would say something. It, whoever yelled Bianca's name, people would turn and give them side eye. Right. It was so pro Serena in the whole place. Well, Someone yelled out at one point, "Break her!" Okay, come on, folks, relax. Exactly. It's, it's our it's our Canadian uh, sibling. It's like we were from from the northern I region. Felt like I was transported into the Coliseum for a, like a wow. Spartan well, okay, barbarian gladiatorial event. I just want to say before mm-hmm. this cast was recorded. We right. had an hour of conversating, yeah, and catching up, and the fact that this was oh. not the first thing that you brought up. I feel like what we talked about question. was important, though. Was it? it? Was good for you, wasn't it? It was good was for it? me. Was it? I thought you. Would, I was interested you know, in listening actually, to your life. I was going to say, I'm like, I loved it, but yeah. <laughs> I still wanted to know that you went to go see Serena. I'm very happy for you, friend. Thank you. That yeah, was a great time. That's one of my <laughs> your face. That's uh, one of my Lebrons. What about you? Um, Darkos? I really don't have many Darkos. I still feel like I am uh, floating, treading water. Got you. Um, Not swimming as wonderfully as I usually do. Mm -hmm. So I just have a lot going on. I'm just trying to, like, pace myself uh, work-wise, personally, professionally, all those different things. So I'm just like, oh, that's like a heavy weight on my heart and my shoulder. August was particularly difficult, so um, I had a family member I lost, so that was just, I think that was, like, the start of, like, a terrible way to end summer. Yeah, you had a shite month. A shite, shitey month. Um, But I'm okay. Um, As I mentioned to you, I kind of go through the five stages of grief pretty quickly. You do a zero to five and 60. Yeah, like, real, real quick, and then... It happens multiple times, but I often do it by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the first time I did it with like community and with people that I cared about, which is really, right, right, right. Which is really nice. I let myself, if that makes sense. Wait, you what? I let myself be vulnerable around. You let people. yourself be vulnerable because usually I'm just like, just get things done. I was still that person getting things done, but um, but I still had found moments to just sit and grieve and feel, which is good. Can I ask you where do you, I didn't ask you this during our off mic conversation mm-hmm. but now I'm wondering uh, someone brought to light recently that in most of my conversations somewhere mm-hmm. there is a mentioning of religion or God or spirituality mm-hmm. and, you know, and that's not a bad thing no. there's no like judgment yeah. in that it's just that you know I'm atheist agnostic mm-hmm. so for that 
to be something at the forefront of my conversations mm-hmm. or somewhere in there. Yeah. It's an interesting observation, I thought. Mm-hmm. During your moments of grief, mm-hmm. where in there did the uh, spiritual Lord find you? Where did, where did you find solace in uh, religion? Because when you talk about it, it sounds like you're around family and friends. Right. Do you gain strength from faith at that time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, very much so. It's almost instantaneous. Oh, okay. For me, at least. Because mm-hmm. initially, when you think of death and those things, like it's just so... Like, you can't help but be reactive. Like, like just... In, like, you you physically react. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the first time... And I've lost a lot of people in my life, unfortunately. Or fortunately, I don't know uh, what, the, what the term is. Um, and I never... I, I know that there is a physical, I've studied psychology and done counseling um, lessons like as a, on the other end as a counselor, not mm-hmm. just as a, you know, as a, as a person going to a therapist that I know that you physically react mm-hmm. and you don't like your heart races, like you're sweaty or like there's, there's things that, and everyone's bodies like react differently. This is the first time like I, f- I felt myself physically react mm-hmm. and I just sat in it for a little bit because mm. um, usually I physically react and then I'm just like okay get your crap you together you try to distract yourself well, I'm like alright yeah. what what are the next steps where do we mm-hmm. need to go mm-hmm. what do we need to do like just like focus and get things done mm-hmm. and so um, yeah so I physically reacted and then like immediately I start like, feeling some feelings but those are pretty short like the sadness and anger mm-hmm. are pretty short for me I'm I'm very sad throughout, but it's just like it, I don't sit in it too long, and then um, it becomes like very, like I'm trying to rationalize things, and I immediately come into faith in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in my sadness, I'm just like, this is really sad, God, why? You know, right? Or like angry, God, why? Kind of a thing. So it's pretty like, it's pretty instant when I think about my faith, uh, but I think about my faith. In a lot of things, good or bad, like that's in the forefront of my mind. I don't necessarily talk about it all the time, mm-hmm. but like it's a it's a very constant thing that I'm like I'm constantly talking to God. Yeah, some may think that I'm just talking to myself, but like I'm constantly like thinking about checking in, checking in. I'm just like, is this? Am I being wise with my decisions? Am I, you know, am I am I doing the right thing? You know, those kinds of things that like it's just nice to feel like. A sense of comfort it's like my way of journaling but praying out loud mm-hmm. i also journal but like doing it out loud double time yeah so okay. that, so my I'm just curious yeah my darko august sucked yeah it's a bad month yeah, it just so i agree with we were uh, before we got on wax we were brian and i were talking and we said okay you said maybe it makes sense for us to try and do just one episode in august and one in september just because of the nature I, of like yeah our, and our i said lives. i said why are we overachieving let's just do none <laughs> yeah <laughs> so every months. everyone has like a break in their season so that right. could be our break in our season this is our break august and september will be our off season so this will be this will be our last cast before me, before right <laughs> before for me, uh, september is birthday month is virgo season hey. i am living my best life right now birthday month are we gonna is actually are we actually gonna celebrate your birthday this year i don't know we'll see Really, Rico? Buddy. Seriously, buddy? buddy? buddy. Come on, dude. Body of Christ. Put it <laughs> in the Body bag. of Christ. That's um, a little blasphemous for my... And my, my LeBron um, is that 
regardless of how much I feel like I'm kind of drowning mm-hmm. slash floating slash treading water, mm-hmm. um, I feel very grateful to mm-hmm. be alive and that I have a job that I love, even mm-hmm. when it sucks sometimes. Sometimes. Um, you know, I'm I'm just really, I'm very much at peace with a lot of things. Great. When it felt like I shouldn't be. Mm. Yeah, life is life. Resilience. Man. We're tougher than we think. It's true of all things. Yeah. And people's reaction to your reaction to things is a reflection on them. Mm. Not on you. That's so true. Yep. So can we talk about Popeye's? Yeah, what about Popeye's? So have you tried the chicken sandwich? No. Okay. So I'm I'm back to being uh, a normal omnivore, but that doesn't make me a barbarian. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so Popeye's chicken is amazing. So I, I haven't you had to- it in... There's I want to say one, four years. There's one literally across the street from you. I know. I so walk just, by it every day. And I'm just I, letting you know. I do a Hail Mary. That's fine. So, for a couple of months now, there was a chicken sandwich. A spicy chicken sandwich and a regular chicken sandwich. As a competitor to, like, a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich, which is supposed to be, like, the best right. chicken sandwich I thought out they there. always had a spicy chicken sandwich. No. They had, like, a tender sandwich, uh-huh. but not, like, a chick, like a one piece of chicken with pickle. Battered and grilled. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry. Battered, battered and deep fried. It, yeah. Right. So they've never had that. Okay. So I actually... They put pickles on it, right? Yeah. That's what you said? Yeah. They put pickles. Fantastic. Yeah. Pickles, lettuce, tomato, like the whole work. Who discovered that combination? Uh, it doesn't it matter. It works. It's, it's delicious. It works. It's freaking amazing. Don't you think pickles should be in salads? Yes. I why often, are we doing this? Why don't you do it? You can easily no do that. No one does it. Well, that's because people are weird. I know. So... And bananas on pizza. So... Banana peppers? No. You heard me. I'm sorry, cheese and banana. Okay, we're gonna have a we're gonna do a parking lot with that. I'm gonna park that car. All right. We'll come back to it off Don't. mic because I need to understand. Never forget your your logic on that. Doug, funny. So Popeye's chicken sandwich came out for a while. Uh-huh. It was like three or four months. I actually had some earlier in August. Yeah. Um, and I was like, wow, this is really good. And so the way I've compared it, uh, there was a shade room post about it because, literally, in the middle of August. Black Twitter came out and was like, this is the best chicken sandwich in the world. And there were lines out the door at every Popeye's ever. What's in the batter? So let me say this. The way that it was explained was like, Chick-fil-A was made by a nice white lady who learned how to cook from like her black friends. And is very, like the food, the the batter and everything is very flavorful. Okay. But, you know, uh, I'm trying to like Susie cares about your cholesterol, and so that it it makes sense oh, with how her, her chicken is. Yeah, I know exactly what's happening. Here. Um, oh, Betty May uh, is a black woman mm-hmm. with you know five kids and like twenty grandkids. Right. Um, everyone calls her Medea. Right. Um, she's part of like the usher group in in your church. Yeah. Um, she does not give a shit about your cholesterol because you know it's good for your soul. No, it's not even that. Jesus will take care of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. It's God's, God's, God's watching. So we don't need to have any responsibility. Yeah. So, like, so like, there's the, uh, like, boy. literally there's Chick-fil-A chicken. Delicious. Uh, Popeye's chicken. Delicious with exceeding amount more flavor. And that's the love. Yeah. It's the love. It's that it's the love of a black woman. And the lard. We added extra fat. <laughs> yeah. And so they currently thickening. discontinued it because I went. They to discontinued the Chick- it. So I went to the Chick Fil A by you. Uh huh. I mean, I'm sorry, the Popeyes by you. Mm-hmm. There's two Popeyes that I went to, in one day, mm-hmm. with with a friend of mine. What? 
And I was, and both of them were lines out the door. And the second one I went to, line out the door, but they're like, we don't serve the chicken sandwiches here because they, people were running out of the chicken sandwiches. That's how many people, like how much people were eating this. All right, I'm Googling Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yeah, right I mean, you'll find out more about it. So I just wanted to say I ate it. It is true. It is fantastic. Yes. And and it's funny because the, like Wendy's, um, Chick-fil-A and everyone, all, all the Twitter handles of all of those places were having like beefs about it. It was kind of funny, but it was a thing. And I just wanted you to know in case you didn't know. Popeye's sold an estimated 1000 chicken sandwiches a day. Yep. That doesn't seem like a lot. Each Popeye's or like all like. It has to be each one, don't you think? Yeah, because nothing. it was just so like. Trust me. Anna's the one that was by you, the the line was out the door and around the corner. Literally, ch- world champ surprises was sold out. Popeyes chicken sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, Popeyes takes share from Chick Fil A and KFC. Uh, analyst breaks down Popeyes chicken sandwich impact on rivals. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was. Well, a thing. this is a hell of a drug. Yep. Is that a brioche bun? Mm-hmm. People got it's some good. brass ones. That is, I was not expecting that to be on a brioche. It's so good. It was so good. Okay. I hope well, that's a combination it, of sweetness mm-hmm. on the bun, plus the spiciness of the chicken. Right, because you can do spicy or regular. No one's talking about regular right now. So spicy, <laughs> Thank you for being plus cool the sweetness like on the bun, and then there's mayo, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming there's an additive in the mayo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe like a Miracle Whip situation, going on the top bun and the bottom bun. So you're mm-hmm. getting double sauce, mm-hmm. and there's pickles on there. Yes, it's totally yeah, different. Yeah, everyone's getting their mind, like, blasted right now yeah. by this thing. I understand why. That is a drunk... If they sold this as drunk food... Oh, God, it's amazing. Oh, my God. Have a beer. Popeye um, should start selling beer with this chicken. Yeah. It wouldn't It wouldn't be bad. Um, so, quickly, because we have quite a bit to go through. Yeah. Um, Amazon Rainforest is on fire. I know. I heard. Uh, what the hell? Why are no... Why is no one talking about this? I'm being serious. I just heard about this today. That's a problem. It's been happening. I know it's been it's happening been, for a while. It's been happening for over a month. I know. So, what I would say is, what 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 has your last month been like? I mean, I feel like we're not real humans. Okay. Honest, so, like, we're like an anomaly. That's how we cannot see stuff. But I feel like the person who does the everyday drive to work, uh-huh. who lives in Middle America. Uh huh. Listens to the news and can hear just quick updates on this. No, but like they're literally even news media wasn't talking about NPR until was not talking about no. this. NPR was not talking about the Amazon rainforest on fire. Maybe three I weeks call ago. Yes, your shit. There's maybe, no way. Maybe like three or four, three weeks ago, the but not, not six Times weeks ago. Times was not talking about the Amazon rainforest. No, they weren't until until like I think somebody. No, I don't believe this. I think Breitbart was not talking about it. Well, that's shocking. I think Fox News was not talking about it. Yeah, shocking. But the Amazon rainforest is so far from us, both geographically and I would argue conceptually, because we don't see the direct support. I mean, it's going to suck when we can't breathe. You know, like that's going to be a thing. I don't think people think (laughs) that the Amazon rainforest in the southern hemisphere is impacting the quality of air in the northern. I don't think people see it as that direct. Well, it's the same thing. Like, climate change is not a real thing. And neither is uh, the Amazon rainforest being It's hard for people fire. to believe things that they can't see. You know it's what I'm saying? It's called faith. 
well, you talk to an atheist, and that's where I, I have <laughs> to remind you. that's where I come in. <laughs> like, you know, when you tell people that air... I believe people only half believe in air. Do you? you, are, you, tell, do you are you one of those people? You tell people that air is a thing they need to live, mm-hmm. and I bet you there's a fragment of everyone's brain where they think, if I didn't have optimal air, I'd still be okay. Because they can't see it. They don't see it coming in and out. This existential crisis that we are having right now, I'm, I'm, I'm not here for it. Same thing with food and nutrition. <laughs> you eat food. People, people are eating spicy poppers, chicken sandwiches, and feeling like that's not going to be part of their body. You know? Yeah. Like drinking a lot of alcohol, eating a lot of terrible foods. When we're older and we think, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to have health problems because I feel fine. Yeah. All of that stuff goes in, but we can't see the process by which it happens. So the Amazon rainforest being on fire is kind of wild. It doesn't relate to our direct immediate environment. Well, if you didn't know, now you know. And I've heard things that it was like being um, purposely put on fire by people, um, by some corporations and things. That's what I've heard. I don't know if it's true or not. Google it and find out. Um, But it's happening. If you don't know, now you know. Let's make sure to be good to our earth. I don't Google things. I Yahoo things. Seriously? No. Okay. That was weird. I just, this Popeye's chicken sandwich thing that came up. Uh-huh. Uh, it's under the Yahoo finance. <laughs> so I was like, Yahoo? You still my, exist? My, what? You're what? Still, Are you Hotmail? Juno? You know? Keep on player. Go ahead. Good for you. Um, so, I know, so this year I've decided I'm going to watch football. I was just, someone asked, (laughs) I was walking out my front door and the guy who works at the post there goes, ah, football season starting. I just straight said to him, I'm not following. Yeah. And he goes, ah, because we normally talk about everything together. Right. You could tell he quickly threw me a volley. It was a chance. Yeah. It's like, come on. And I said, I'm not, I'm not catching that. Why are you following football? Um, Are you doing, how many leagues are you doing? I'm doing, currently doing zero. I was supposed to do one, but things... That's a story off mic that I will tell you about. Why can't you tell us on mic? I was listen, I was talking to one of our listeners recently, mm-hmm. who is not my mother, and <laughs> <laughs> they were saying... We love you, Betty. <laughs> I love you, Mom. <laughs> and they were saying, I, you guys talk about some stuff on mic. We make it seem like it's secretive between the two of you, and then you don't share with us, and it feels... She's like, we're not in on it. <laughs> I go, I try to tell Bri, just talk about it on mic. She won't do it. Why well, can't some, you? Some things just need to be private. What's wrong with this? Like my reactiveness why to t- why I wasn't in a league. <laughs> why can't you talk about it? Um, I was supposed to be in a league. Uh-huh. And uh, the person invited me to it. But they weren't part of the. They weren't the commissioner for it. Okay. And so, thus, didn't know if I could be part of it or not based on like how many people were playing in the league, mm-hmm. which totally understandable. But they didn't loop me in mm-hmm. until they were picking the teams. And mm-hmm. I was just like, yo, were you going to loop me in that you were picking teams? Yeah. Because. Friends tell other friends. Yeah. When like in the that league. would be helpful. Yeah. Um, so that was a conversation of learning how to communicate with one another is, you know, important. Got it. People in your life, you know, just like communicate Got better. Um, Registered. Yeah. <laughs> noted. So it was noted. They're, they will be better. Um, whatever. <laughs> so, 
But I am watching football because I have a lot of friends that are watching football. I'm not gonna lie, I miss it. So recently, I mm-hmm. went to a football game. Um, there was like um, a just a bunch of guys, Jets, Giants. No, just like a bunch of guys from New York oh, playing football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I civilians, just, civilians. That, by the way, not terrible. Like they are very good. Yeah. All of, and I literally was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And I just realized how much I missed it. Hmm. Um. Minus <laughs> all the terribleness of the league. Um. So. I'm gonna try to. St- you just want to watch football. That's what it is. Yeah, I just I, I genuinely miss it because I like you, you grew to, up with Erlacher. You grew up with like yeah. I grew up. I mean, don't, I don't. Figures. I don't want to talk about Jay Jay Cutler. He was not. No, no one's talking my about Jay Cutler. No, no, so no, just no. everybody. No, 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 no. And my Bears are looking good this year. Good. Um, Mitch is gonna be good. Yeah. Good. Our quarterback will be good. For good. Mitch, um, Mitch Tripp. They didn't do great this in the opening game against the Packers, but you're going against Aaron Rodgers. Of course, you're going to maybe get slaughtered because um, Aaron Rodgers. Because I think he's the better quarterback between Tom Brady and him. Hot take. Um, so, but anyway, NFL stuff is happening. And before I like purposely was like, okay, I'm going to make a conscious effort to just at least be in the know of how, where the standings are how the players are doing, those kinds of things. Right. Um, Jay-Z came... Jay-Z, um, I don't know if you know him, Mr. Carter, Beyonce's uh, husband. Mm, it's ringing a bell, right, but right. keep saying more. Maybe I'll, I'll Yeah, uh, Blue Ivy's dad? Not getting any closer. Really? You don't know who Blue Ivy is? Get out of my house. Is that a Get out. perfume? Get out. Get out. Okay. <laughs> you want to die? <laughs> anyway, so Jay-Z, everyone knows who jay-z is and so does alex even though he lives under a rock sometimes jay-z uh came forward a couple weeks ago about um essentially teaming up with the nfl Mm -hmm. to help with some of the more social justice specific related things that the nfl is lacking in they have problems with that yeah the optics and the the pr is not working in their favor yeah and his team is like creating like social justice like T-shirts like that are NFL related. And do like, any of them have anything to do with number seven or Colin Kaepernick? No, nothing, nothing specifically of that nature because uh, just signs, still doesn't have a job. Jay Z just signs all of his emails seven. <laughs> six six six, but seven seven seven. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so there's kind of a lot of uproar with this kind of split in like Black Twitter and just like Twitter in general of just like. Why is Jay-Z doing this? He's a cop-out. He's selling out, working with the NFL. And the other people are like, if anyone's going to be at the table at NFL, Thank you. Jay-Z is the person to do it. People wake up. First of all, you and I, I knew are going to be on the same page because I was like, no, I want Jay-Z. Like, hey, people chill Like, out. Jay-Z is not, Jay-Z, like me, is a human mm-hmm. and is not perfect. So I'm sure he's going to mess up along the way. And like, just because he's a person. But like, he has, he's the first rap billionaire. Yeah billionaire the man has clout people are thinking too small like you got to think if you want the system to change you may need someone inside of the table to actually like inside sitting at the table to be like nah or Hmm. you know sudden break on things that are happening yeah and so split level in that cool whatever then jay-z did something kind of stupid oh what so there was a some sort of press conference related thing where he was talking about police brutality and black men. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, there's a lot of animosity between black men or men of color, but specifically black men and police mm-hmm. and police brutality is a real thing. I'm like, okay, I'm here. You, I hear you. He's like, you know, 
men who come from single parent households. Okay. Like he did. Started to preface that. Okay. Um, Be careful with what comes after that. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't. He said, you know, have more of an inclination to not like authority because they never had a male figure in their life. That's an interesting hypothesis. And he continued to say a bunch of other things that were in the vein of like, that's why there's police. Like, that's why black men don't like police because they're mostly coming from single parent, single mother households. And like, that's why they act out kind of a thing. That was, that was his like <sighs> statement. I was just like, Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. Cause I'm thinking of the black men in my life who are raised by single single parent, mother, father, whatever, mm-hmm. but specific, mostly mothers mm-hmm. who would have a lot of problems with that statement. Right. And, and LeBron, I don't know if LeBron meant to tweet this when he did, but he like essentially tweeted about how his mom is the best and that like how he's so grateful for the way that he raised her, raised him and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Like very quickly after that, I don't know if it was related to it. Absolutely related um, to it. I think it was related to it, but I was just like, woo, Le- LeBron, like, going toe-to-toe with, with Jay-Z. He's not toe-to-toe. He's just reinforcing a positive view. Right, of, which I yeah. appreciated to see, like, you know, LeBron doesn't know. Like, I don't even think LeBron knows who his dad is. Mm, uh, he he knows. Oh, he does? I, did, yeah. I thought he did it. I, I believe he does. Just... Uh, however, LeBron also could be argued that LeBron has an issue with authority as well. Yeah. Given how many coaches he's... I'm. Oh my god! I don't want to finish that <laughs> this, thought, but you know where I'm going with that. How many coaches he's? Uh, We're not in the da- dribbling know, section, so it just, just happens. Gonna... But anyway, um, so of course, an up, like black women were like, "What the is Jay Z saying?" Yeah, like that's incredibly. Let's be real. Some of the most disrespected people on this earth is black women, and and Their more own, specifically, yeah. even even if you want to go further, black trans women. Like sure, of incredible, course. Like black women are disres- are the most disrespected people on this earth. Fight me. Black trans women more than black trans men, would you say? Yeah, because I think masculinity and femininity are like looked at a little bit differently in the trans community for people yeah. outside of the trans community. Right. So like, I can look at a black trans woman and mm-hmm. I could see it as like, oh, that's a man who's dressing like a girl. Right. When I'm not realizing like the psyche behind, like the the much mm-hmm. more deep rooted thing, it's not just oh someone's cross dressing or like it's not that. It's much more like an identity. Mm-hmm. Like I am a woman, not a I'm a man who dresses like a woman. Yeah. So I think I think the nuance of like that understanding is missing in yeah. people, and so thus that's why we see mostly black trans women being killed. Yeah. And not yeah, talked yeah. about. Right. That makes sense. So anyway, so it was a huge uproar. And I just want to know what your thoughts are on this uh, notion that black, as a black man yourself, half black, half black, this is true, but you're still black. Claim. I don't want to claim. Yeah, sure. I'm still proud black. of it. Proud of it. Uh, no one's going to look at you and be like, you're white. No, <laughs> like never. That's not what they're going to say when they first see you. Um, and, and you also come from a two parent household. So that's, there's a difference in that. Right. But like, you know, people in your life, family and friends who've had, you know, single parent, you know siblings that uh, parents yeah. that grew up and things like that so any thoughts on what jay-z said i feel like you and i are agreeing uh, with a lot of things but i don't want to assume um just show me all i care about is statistics show me the stats 
Like, I just want to see the correlation. He doesn't have because it. Because if, if it's not out there, we shouldn't be saying it. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be asserting it. It's He could be right. But until you show me a statistic pointing in that direction of correlation, mm-hmm. I'm going to be skeptical. As someone who has mm, several black male friends who came from single parent households or and or divorced right households and family members mm-hmm. um yeah i could give you a case both ways which is i think fair to say i'm not going to mm-hmm. say that jay-z is completely wrong but i'm mm-hmm. saying it's incredibly reckless right for him to say that that's the reason why black men don't you know i've seen i've seen close people in my life men of black men who have a lot of problems with the law sure who had two parents growing up so i mean some of like is there a causation no is there a correlation possibly well jay-z grew up in a community where they were being policed for crack and other drugs all the time so black men were being lifted off the streets constantly right so the idea that you're in a community which is targeted by police in general and black men get taken for any reason under the sun. Right. That's for probably, looking funny. Yeah, probably yeah. it makes sense that the next generation of young people who come up in that generation where the father was taken by right. the police. So it is a single parent household because the father got incarcerated. But then you've got a neighborhood that might be under a lot of duress from gentrification and neoliberal politicking and the war on drugs and all that. So you got a kid who doesn't have a lot of options right. from that household who now has to go make it with just his mom working one, two, maybe right. three jobs. And uh, would there be a situation in that environment where he would not like the police? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Seriously. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a little reckless. It, yeah. So... But it's not wrong. I'm not calling him wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's one narrative, and it's a narrative that's been played before, but I don't want to disrespect. Like, it almost insinuates that black women have, unless there's a man in the house, there is no authority in the house. Right. In a, in a, Which I can tell you, the men that I know that have single, like, who are, who are raised mm-hmm. by single mothers would say, like, that that is their world. Reverence. Like, there's a there's a love and reverence for them that is right. beyond anything I've ever, even, like, I don't even think I have that kind of respect and love for my parents. Sure. They, you know, like, that's, because they recognize. Yeah. The big, and again, not everybody, this, the few that I know. Um, Interesting. But yeah, it's, it's just one of those things that I was just like, oh, recklessness. Come on, dude. Be better. Can I say something unrelated about football? Sure. I thought about this recently. Mm-hmm. My favorite sports are basketball, tennis, boxing, and I'm trying to like soccer more. Yes. We have talked about you liking soccer more. Yes. I have fallen out of love with baseball because it's too boring. You have to, like for me, I have to go to the actual game or watch the playoffs. Like play at like the la- latter end of the playoffs to enjoy baseball. Because there's so not... many games. It's 162. It's too many Plus games. the playoffs. Plus the playoffs. That's why I just wait for the playoffs. Yeah, I don't I don't enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and then... I'll go to a Cubs-Yankees, Clubs-Mets game any day, though. Great. Because go Cubs. Happy for you. <laughs> the f- football, I don't watch football anymore because it got to be... One, it's only once a week. Two, it's brutal. Thursday, Saturday. Well, Saturday if you do college ball. Your then... your team is playing one day a week. That's true. 
But uh, if you're on fantasy, you're watching all of the games because you want to see what your players are doing. Yeah, just I, it just gets to be so, and it's so toxic in masculinity. Mm-hmm. Just the machismo of yeah. it. It's you just see all these guys afraid to be. I was watching interviews mm-hmm. uh, on YouTube of Mike Tyson and mm-hmm. his famous interview moments. Mm-hmm. Holy, have you seen Mike? Have you heard from Mike Tyson in a while since he did his podcast and everything? No, he's been out for a couple of years doing a podcast. Oh, okay, he talks about vulnerability. He talks about his toxic masculinity. Someone gave him a crash course on like Mike. It's okay to be afraid, you know. Right. And and he's really come out to be more apologetic about his past and huh. understand the way that he abused women uh-huh. and talk more. Um, in, intellectually about his uh, I say that word because he would tell you he in Mike's words he goes I was a fucking idiot yeah. as a 20 year old kid who was world heavyweight champion of the world right. I was stupid about a lot of things sure. and he's grown into a, a better version of a human being and a father and a partner and this sort of thing Great. so he's done a lot of self work Good job. but the things that he would say toward other people to defend his honor as a quote-unquote man. Right. We're so incendiary. Degrading. And and, in football culture... I see a lot of that mudslinging guys do between each other. Like, it's I mean, I saw it on Saturday when I went to that football game. I was yeah. like, these are just some guys who have like full time jobs. It's just like something they do on a Saturday, being pretty reckless with their words. Peacocking around, really just trying to make mm-hmm. another man feel lesser. And and for me, that's always it. Just rubbed me the wrong way as someone who would rather see a sport about like brotherhood. <coughs> Especially if it's a team sport. Oh, yeah. I would rather there be sportsmanship both ways on the field. Well, like, I was talking to someone who played college ball, mm-hmm. college football, and they were like, oh, yeah, I played the, I played the O-line. We hated the D-line. So rough. Because if we're losing, because mm-hmm. they couldn't hold the line, mm-hmm. they'd, be, they'd be mad at them. And if we weren't scoring, they'd be mad at us. Like, it yeah. was like such a separateness. And so I do see that. But I will say this, and I realized this the other day. Do you think, mm-hmm. I'll put this to you, do you think of the American sports, mm-hmm. f- football, baseball, basketball, I'll even, well, definitely boxing, is not, I'm talking about team sports, so mm-hmm. boxing and tennis are yeah. in the conversation, but do you think football is the most team sport of all the Americans? No. Which one do you think is? Basketball. Okay. 100% basketball. Even though you have some marquee talent on your team, you have five guys on the court. One guy can score and do a much of the offense, P-E-R. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I think of LeBron's, when I think of certain superstars, right. you got a duo like KD and Kyrie. Right. Mm. No, I think... No, Here. I would say it's hockey. I said American sports. I consider that a Canadian sports, a sport. Even though we have a lot of hockey teams in, in the United States, we do. Okay, <laughs> but like, we didn't create it here. We didn't make hockey no. Here. But okay, I in would the put, same way basketball was created in Canada too. Okay, go ahead. Wait, I thought it was created in. It was created in Canada, buddy. I thought it was created in Kansas. Uh uh-uh, uh, it was Canada. Right, you Canada. Keep going. I'm keep pretty going. certain keep it's going. Canada. Keep going. Naismith. Yeah, yeah, Naismith. It's Canada. I'm keep, pretty sure. Keep talking. So, like, hockey is very. 
it's very like barbaric in the way that football is like it's very mm-hmm. physical not barbaric it's very physical like football um and skill wise it's a heightened level of skill because you're on skates and you're on ice um so i'd say hockey hockey basketball football baseball Hockey, football, basketball, baseball. Uh-uh. Hockey, hockey, basketball, <laughs> football, football, baseball. Baseball is not actually a team sport. They it's are when in, they're in the outfield. It's an individual sport that pretends to be. Right. A that's team why. Sport. That's why it's the last. Right. That I've um, put it in. <laughs> I think football is a. I think hockey, football, then basketball. It's just with football. Honestly, the you only- know what? No, I'll even go football, hockey, basketball. Why? Football is the only one of those where everyone has a specialized position in which you really have no option but to trust the other person. Hmm. Whereas in basketball, if a teammate's not where they're supposed to be, you could technically either shoot or create your own shot. Right. With Or if the defense lets you down. I guess we're, I guess we're looking at it differently because I think of it as like, what is the communication looking like for the team? Like, what are the best teams that I've seen? Mm-hmm. Like there's no improvise. There's very little improvising on football. Yeah, you no, there up, isn't. You drew up the play, and then you play, and you do the play. Everyone has to remember it. You have to know where you have to be. Timing is so important, and so even if you know you know the play, there's three receivers on the field. Yeah. All of you could be an option, but if one of you knows you're the decoy, right? You still got to play it like it's yours. Right. You you gotta you gotta sell it. Right. The offensive line has to protect the quarterback. The running back has to do their part. Right. Everybody has to do their role in order to make that a successful play. I guess so. I don't know. That's my... I will give football this. As as constructed, it lends itself to a deep trust of one's teammates. Yep. I, I I I wouldn't disagree on that. I just... I just think knowing that I know that the D line and the O line don't always necessarily get along is just like a real like for me makes it less of a team sport. Well, the accountability piece is what stands out to me in football because if you're not accountable to your position, someone gets hurt. And and in but, football, we know that people get quickly fired or released. Right. Uh, oh well, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But the O line no, and the saying, like, no, that's what we'll I'm saying. Get, like, I think that's, it's a good transition. Yeah. But I would say the O line and the D line. That's just that's a. That's a smoothing of ego. That's that's what's inherent in part and parcel with American football today. Right. Is this masculine ego that I wish could be um, squashed or quelled a little bit. But you know what? It's not going away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about A.B. Yeah. A.B., also known as Anthony Brown. He's probably the most egotistical person I've ever seen on a football field. My God. You remember what people used to say about Terrell Owens? Yeah. So let's tell the fans what's going on. What okay. is for those that don't know? We're talking about a lot of sports in our yeah. gambling section. So and A B. Well, let me just pull this up because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Oh no, where'd it go? What do you want to? Uh... No, I just want to make sure that I got everything correct. I'll tell you what I think. I understand. Okay, tell me. Here's what, and then you smooth out my edges. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown. Former wide. Re- Here's why this is important. If you're listening to the dabbling section, like, why does this matter? To me, this conversation about a football player is more about mental health 
and say it louder and say it louder entitlement and generationally what it is to be a um how do you deal with change Mm -hmm. in the face of a changing environment around safety regulations and social media etiquette like it's a larger conversation around what is acceptable in social media etiquette, mm-hmm. professionalism. So Antonio Brown was a wide receiver for the Steelers. And as someone explained to me over the course of this past weekend, because I could not give two shits about this guy and football in general right. until this person explained to me why there was a fallout with the Steelers. Antonio Brown, arguably best wide receiver in the league, very fast. At the end of the season, the Steelers did their in-house MVP or their uh, award ceremony. One of his fellow receivers on the team got the MVP award for the year. Juju. Uh, he did Juju wrong. And so then he just threw a fit and he started throwing balls on the field at Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback, and he the said coach. Some not and, nice things about Ben Roethlisberger, which right. could be true. And like I, I. Sure, whatever. Knows? Right. But but he just basically threw a tantrum until the Steelers said, we have to get rid of this guy. He is an ego walking because he didn't get his MVP award and now he just went ballistic. So this guy felt like he played the whole season as strong as he could, had right. a great season, and because he didn't get his blue ribbon at the end of the year. An in-house blue ribbon from the team, he said, Not no. Me. So he then got traded, mm-hmm. released and traded or mm-hmm. whatever, to the Oakland Raiders, right. who had him for all of about two months. Barely. During those two months. Crazy things have happened. Unreal. So they said, hey, new safety regulations. People are taking a lot of head trauma in the sport. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you've heard. It's really having long-term health CG repercussions. Yeah. So we need to have better helmet equipment. We need to have better head uh, shock absorption yep. to make sure that you guys are safe in the long run. Sure did. So that old school helmet that you've been using, AB, is now outdated technology. It's not even that it's old school. It's that each helmet you can't have for more than 10 years. He had the same helmet for 10 years? Yeah. So okay. they're like... You need a new one. You need a new helmet, buddy. Here you go. We got some new models here. They're going to have great uh, impact protection. You got like airbags on the inside of your head. We got this thing lined off with jello and boost and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> all the things. Yeah. And he goes, no, nah, I'm good. I want my helmet. And they said, you but, can't have it. And he went on social media being like, who has this helmet? Like the helmet that he wanted. Because he mm-hmm. wanted the helmet that he wanted. Right. I get it. I want to wear what I want to wear when I go to work. But I can't wear PJs to work. I just can't as much as I'd like to. I was just told I couldn't do that. He went through about, correct me if you heard different, but like 60 helmets. Yeah. He just tried on I'm not 60. Playing on, se- I'm not playing until I get the helmet I want, is what he said. He finally got one that he wanted. However, he then recorded a conversation Without the consent of the other person. Who was his coach. Yep. And then posted that recording. Online. Online, social media. And it looked like a, an edited, like, professionally edited video. Oh, I should say this. The helmet gate thing kept mm-hmm. him off the field because you can't practice without a helmet. Yep. He, so he refused missed... to practice without... And, that he, he, had, and he got fined for those mm-hmm. misses that he had. I think... At the end of the oh, day, he right. he owed three hundred. He still owes the uh, the Raiders three hundred thousand dollars. Right, and so then he took the letter 
that they sent him, took a photograph of it, and posted it online, Which is and he flamed the organization. Right. And he threatened retirement. He threatened retirement. So all of this happened. So he put, yeah, he posted the fine on IG and thus got more fined. Um, apparently got really into it with the GM of the Raiders. Yes. Um, publicly talked about that. He apologizes with no suspension about everything that happened with the GM. Um, he that's when he, that's when he posted the Gruden phone call, the, right. the coach phone call, mm-hmm. uh, where the coach is literally you could hear the coach being like, "I'm in your corner. I just want you to play." Right. And he's like, "No, but I'm more than an athlete." It's just like, "Yes, you are." We understand. We're not saying that you're not more than an athlete. Like literally the whole time, just like, what is LeBron doing right now? Is he pissed that he brought him into the shop? Because Antonio Brown is going kind of wild. He's buff- he's like rearing off in the deep end yeah. of just like, I'm more than an athlete, I'm more than... And you are. I'm not taking away from that. You are more than an athlete. You deserve what you deserve. I just want to point out, this is the man who... A good-looking guy, black man. Yeah, who, very good-looking. Uh, who dyed his mustache blonde. Yes. Uh, very recently. Yeah, it was uh, weird. He did a Wesley Snipes on his mustache. Yeah, I mean... Do Demolition you? man with the mustache. I Again, said, okay, that's a look. All right. I hey, got man, my I, nose pierced. People have feelings about that. Yeah, yeah okay, but that's whatever. different. No, he's, no, but I'm he's saying like, people, like yeah. whatever people he's, do to their bodies, that's on their own. Yeah, his, yeah. his form of expression is very much, I would say he is in the vein of a Dennis Rodman in terms of wanting to stylize his personality. Sure. I, I would agree with you on and that. And I don't have a problem because I love Dennis Rodman. Yeah, absolutely. So I think he is classic Americana. Like rough rider, right? But Antonio and the way that he wears his jersey is also emblematic of that because he rolls his jersey up a little bit so you can see his abs. Yeah, he shows midriff. Yeah, it's actually kind of cool. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it yeah. looks good. It's like it looks an old school kind of look, mm-hmm. and he just likes. He has no problem with it. And again, nothing wrong with any of that. So he's going in it with the GM. They, people are talking like, "What is happening here?" And then he essentially voided his contract and said, "No, nah, I don't want to play for y'all. Right. Release me." He walked away from eighty million, guaranteed. Sure. Just walked away from that. Sure. It's like okay, he asked to be released. He eventually got released and cut, mm-hmm. and now he is currently and the Patriots picked him up. Yep. And I'm Fifth, cur- one year, fifteen million. One year, fifteen million. I look at all of this, and what I see, and what I hear, from what I see from the outside, I don't know what's going on. He's going through some things inside hmm. that is now bursting out in all in every orifice of his body where he is being reckless with his words. He's being reckless with his money to a point where I'm just like, someone was like, what about his inner circle? Like who in his inner circle is telling, not telling him to shut up. Cause if like, Alex, if you were being reckless at work, mm-hmm. I would just call it, pull you aside and be like, bruh, what are you doing? You got like, I'm your sis. I'm in your corner. You need to stop. Hmm. But it's up to you to accept that advice, right? It's up to you to be like, "You're right. I'm being kind of, I'm kind of wilding out right now. I need to, I need to cool it." But this man, his ego, whatever he's dealing with personally, is coming out, and like little things are like straw, the straw that's breaking the camel's back, one one vertebrae at a time. And I feel for him. I mean, I'm curious to see how he does in a Bill Belichick system, because. I've the newest shop uh, Gronk mm-hmm. is in um, Gronk is in that episode the mm-hmm. shop which uh, Maverick and LeBron does with HBO and he was saying like not even Brady is treated like a god 
in in the in the organization. Oh no, he'll be in line. Yeah, because Belichick is gonna look at him like he's gonna while out, and Belichick's gonna be like, "Nope, you're gonna play or not? Right, figure it out. Right, you know." And he, because I, I, I mean, as much as I don't really like the Patriots no, or or Belichick, no, but no. Belichick and Brady have maximum job security. The most maximum. Yeah. The maximum of maximums. If they tell you you're not playing, you're not playing. Yeah. If they don't like you, you're gone. Yeah. So the Patriots played yesterday, but Antonio Brown didn't because sure. the it didn't like finish up the contract didn't finish up by that time. My understanding is that he will no longer wear his number eighty four that yeah. he's worn. He'll be wearing zero. Why? Well, why, 80, why zero? Eighty was already taken. Eighty two was taken. Eighty four was taken. Uh, pretty much all the numbers that he would use in the 80s were mm-hmm. gone. Mm. So then, Why typically, does he take everything a rec- in the 80s? Well, wide receivers wear 80s. Oh, yes. And then, Sorry, I didn't even like think that. And by position, and which I also think is so silly about football. A, Why can't you guys have number? number? Why it's like, if you're a wide receiver, you need to wear something in the 80s range. But then, and if you're a lineman, you wear something in the 90s or right. the 70s. Right. Um, it's so strange to me. But mm. then... If you're a certain wide receiver with enough clout and all that, we'll let you wear a teens number. So, like, Keyshawn Johnson wore 19. Oh, I had no idea. I, this um, is the first time I've ever heard of this. It's a strange system of numbering I don't understand. Hmm. So then Antonio Brown, I would think, would wear something in the 80s or the teens. Nine, zero. He's going to mm-hmm. wear zero. That's interesting. So he said, yeah, I can't get any of these numbers I want. So he's going to go to zero. In the same way that Dennis Rodman came into the Bulls and... He always wore number 10, but number 10 was worn by B.J. Armstrong. Right. And I think they thought they were going to retire it, which they're not going to do. And that then, was, that's a cute, and that's then, a cute thought. And then, but he came into the Bulls, and he wore number 91. Yep. It's like, 91? Where did that come How from? How do we even... <laughs> the refs can't even signal that. That's, so it's, it's you know, it's an out there kind of number for a football player who's not a kicker. Yeah. To wear number zero as a wide receiver. So he's... I like that he is doing... He'll always keep you on your toes. All right. By the way. Yeah. uh, Springfield College in Massachusetts is the birthplace of basketball by Naismith. Why did I hear that? Naismith is Canadian. It's a Canadian-American. All right. That makes more sense. But he was in Massachusetts when he did it. It was made by a Canadian. I just remember from uh, How I Met Your Mother because Canada. (laughs) Anyway. We claim that. (laughs) It was on our soil. Um, With that being said... I think we should talk about some Dablin related things because it relates to. To Dribblin? Yeah, to Dribblin. I mean, we should move on to the Dribblin related things because they relate to some of the Dablin. So, um, you ready ready to go? Let's go, basketball. All right. Back at it. Basketball. All right, folks, it is our Dribblin section where we talk about all things basketball, specifically NBA. Um, but there's not a lot going on because it's the off season. But is there a lot going on, or is there some things going on? What's going on? Okay, well that was <laughs> confusing, and and that was the point. Let's start here with let's start the Los Angeles Lakers, who a lot of people the have. Lakers? I'm sorry, the Lakers. You can't call them that anymore. I can't. Doesn't apply. Doesn't. The Lakers are favored by Vegas some days to win the NBA title this sure, year. Sure, 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 sure. Well, sure. they had a minor setback. Okay. Since What's la- the setback? we last spoke. What happened? What happened? What happened? Uh, Demarcus, aka Boogie Cousins, cousins suffered in a uh, ACL tear. That sucks. Because he also had that Achilles tear a year ago. So the guy that was arguably the greatest center in the game 
may never play to his full potential again. I'm going to say I'm he not, never will. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I got that ESPN alert. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful I was on my bed. Yeah. Or like, I think it was either on my bed or on my couch when I got it. Mm-hmm. And I just dropped my phone. Because I genuinely felt bad for him. Mm-hmm. Like, horribly bad for him. That sucks. He's going through a lot right now. Yeah. More than just did that. You, did you hear what happened with his yes. like, wedding? I don't know about the wedding. But like I know with his baby the, mama? I know about the warrant. Yeah. So you want to talk about what happened? I don't know Do enough know of happened? the details. I know the headline. So essentially, he called his baby mama mm-hmm. and said, hey, I'm getting married. Right. I want my child to be there. I believe it's his son to be at the wedding. Right. Baby mom's is like, nah, not going to happen. Right. And she recorded this conversation. Yeah. And Boogie. Yeah. Who is really excited to get married, wants his child to be a part of that wedding. Right. Reacts in a terrible way. Poorly. Very poorly. Some might say domestic violence Yeah. When you're saying I'm going to fucking choke you or kill you or... I think he said shoot you. Yeah, I'm going to fucking shoot you in the head or something. Like something graphic enough to be like... Oh, something morbid. Oh, something very, very you threatening. You are threatening to kill the mother of your child. Regardless of what you think of this person, the, the woman carried your child. Hey, listen, I really want him at my wedding. And, uh, you know, I, I get that you have some ill feelings between us, but don't let that get in between us. And uh, I, I have to say, you're being kind of unreasonable about this. I might just have to murder you. Which is essentially what? I have I have a gun and a mindset to end your life, is what he said. Yep. And she recorded that conversation. Which is also it. very effed up of her. Because she was clearly egging him on, egging him on by doing that. Like mm, she yeah. may have legitimate reasons as to why she doesn't want her child at the wedding. Okay, and I need to respect that she's a mother. Like, who am I to tell you how to raise your child? But that would like you clearly recorded that to get some money to make him look bad. And she gave That's it to the really, really she gave it to the police, right? Uh, police or TMZ, somebody. TMZ. Got it. And then there was a warrant issued for his arrest. Yes. I assume he turned himself in or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. But that's what happened. With- Boogie is no longer playing for the Lakers this year. Nah, because he can't. He will either be in jail or in rehab. Yeah. One of the two things. Um, it's horrible. So in the meantime, the Lakers have a plan B. Yeah. We need to get a new big man in here. Sure do. Let's go to the drawing board. Who's out there? Because we've already had free agency happen. A lot of things have already shuffled. Teams have who they have. Right. Who's out there that we could get right now? They looked at people like uh, Joakim Noah. Yep. They already have... I actually forgot that Chokino was still playing. I know. We all did. He, I don't think he really wants to play. Mm, and then, yeah. then there was uh, this young big guy who's in the development league who they're like, okay, he's tall. He's big. Mm-hmm. He's from some African nation. I forget sure. which. Um, I don't want to be wrong. But he's monstrous. However, he's young and inexperienced. Mm-hmm. Can he really hold his own against the likes right. of like a Joel Embiid? Or right. Like, got, Some big dudes. Right. Who big, are we gonna do? big skilled dudes. Well, there's also uh, Dwight Howard. All right. We... The Lakers, if you're, if you're listening to this and thinking, Dwight Howard, if you're on our dribbling section of this podcast and you're a basketball fan enough to know who Dwight Howard is but time has passed enough where you're forgetting why 
his name sounds familiar in the context of the Lakers because he used to play for the Lakers. Yep, he sure did. For one whole year. Like he has many a teams. And that was the first, after he was with the Orlando Magic for seven or eight years yeah. of his first part of his career, he had one year left on his Orlando contract and he said, I want out of here. Right. And they traded him to LA. Right. Just like they did with Shaquille O'Neal before that. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be a repeat of that. Shaq went to L.A. and blossomed. Right. He got championships, accolades, Hall of Fame status, all of this right. stuff. He thought he was going to be the next Shaq. That's what everyone said. He, they That's called him Superman. Yeah. And he went there for one year. It was a contract year. Kobe said, I'm going to have this guy on my team. I'm going to make him love L.A. I'm going to teach him how to be a competitor. Yep. And then he's going to uh, stay with us for his long-term career. Uh, Dwight and Kobe and Steve Nash... And Pau Gasol did not work out. Nope. They did not win they a lot of games. They should have worked out. They barely made the playoffs. Barely. Barely. It was, it was the year that Kobe tore his Achilles. Ugh. But still made the free throw. Never forget. <laughs> and For those of you didn't know, he tore his Achilles and walked over to the free throw line and did the free throw shot. That's right. And went Mamba. off. The, and then Mamba, Mamba mentality went off the court. That was the last time we saw Kobe in his greatness. <laughs> yeah. He was oh. like, that was it. That was number... That was number... 24 Kobe or number 8 24, Kobe? yeah. It was 24 Kobe. Mm-hmm. Then he humbled himself and became number 8 Kobe. Mm-hmm. Right? When did he, when was he number 8? In the first half of his career. Oh, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. I was talking about that was when we saw the last thing of Kobe, of his number 8 career. No. He was 24 when he tore was his it? Yeah. He did it midway through. After Shaq left, he was 8 for one more year and then right, he turned right, to 24. Right. I... I misconstrued. Okay, continue. Mm, all good. Uh, so Dwight pulled an audible and said, listen, I'm going to go play for Houston by L.A. Yeah. And L.A. got nothing for him. But L.A. honestly thought Dwight was trash. His attitude was trash. And so every year for the last mm, seven yep. years, yep. he has been on how many teams? He went to Houston. Mm-hmm. Then he went to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Then he went to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then he went to the Wizards. Mm-hmm. I think I'm forgetting some team in there. Maybe, maybe one more team. I don't. I honestly stopped yeah. uh, counting because you know every time he goes to a team, he's like he's excited for this fresh start. Mm-hmm. Fresh to, start. Every year, I fresh read start. an article or hear a podcast where Dwight Howard says, "I matured this year. Yeah, I figured it out." Dwight, no, take nothing didn't. away from take nothing away from Dwight. Dwight is a four-time Defensive Player of the Year mm-hmm. winner. He is a gold medal athlete, mm-hmm. multi-year All-Star. Not recently, of, but... Not recently, mm-hmm. but I mean, he played with LeBron and some of the greats. Right. Um, he's, you know, father of eight kids. With many women. You know? <laughs> he's got a lot no of judgment. stats. A lot of stats. <laughs> As I... That he should be proud of. It's just... On the court... Dwight's criticisms are... Dwight can block. Dwight can rebound. Right. The criticism on Dwight is he never evolved his offensive game. And we kept telling him, you can't just dunk your whole career. You have to be able to do other things. And Dwight never really mm, figured out how to do footwork and maneuvering in the paint. Sure. He is... He has the body of a god. He's he's an attractive young yes. man. Yes. He's got shoulders like Delta wingspan. Uh, he is amazing as an athlete, but his the thing in between his ears mm. gets him into trouble because in the locker room and, and off the court... And I would say in between his legs, too. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. 
off the court and in the locker room, he's a pain in the ass. So I've heard. He's a very immature guy. So, so then what do you... Well, immature guy. Immature. Um, what do you do with that? So they told him, and my understanding is Rajon Rondo, mm-hmm. JaVale McGee, and I forget who the third person was. It wasn't LeBron. Mm-hmm. Sat down with Dwight as he was doing this interview process. And they said to him, listen, can we trust you? Mm. Can we trust you to not piss everyone off? Can we trust you to guard the likes of Joel Embiid deep in the playoffs when yeah. we need you? Can you can just you, can you bring it? Can you just rebound and block shots? Like we were going to have Boogie. Right. We were happy to have Boogie. Yeah. You're a poor man's version of that, but you can rebound and block better than most can you sacrifice the points and just not care at all right think of dennis rodman that's what we need you to be because we already got lebron we already got ad yeah we got scoring around us we We don't don't need you to do any of that right we just need you to block and rebound can you do that for us and not be a baby and he said yeah so this year is contingent. They can release him at any time. This contract that Dwight has is about as tough as Charmin. Toilet paper. I was about to say, I'm like, how tough? Yeah. I will... Dwight said... If, if the listener hasn't figured it out yet, how dense Dwight can be sometimes, Dwight came on an interview this summer and said, I want to thank Kobe Bryant who called me soft one time. I really didn't like Kobe at the time when he called me soft. I felt personally offended because I thought, this is Dwight's words, Mm -hmm. I thought he was talking about my physical body, like Mm. my physique being soft, like around the edges. Dwight's pretty muscular and cut. It's like, I'm not soft. But Kobe meant mentally. Right. Dwight said, I see Kobe was right. And he thanked Kobe for calling him soft. I appreciate you for calling me out on that. I don't... Okay. So you're saying that he, you think he has, like, matured in since then? I'm saying... Because I'm not holding my breath. No, yeah, I'm saying... He originally didn't understand just that he was calling him mentally soft. So, one, I don't know how you missed that. Because that's what I, I it immediately... Was very clear. Yeah, I think no I one have, missed there's it. There's video of him calling him this right. on the court. Even, even the context around right. it will tell you. We all... <laughs> so you you were so you dumb. You just missed the memo. You were so dumb you missed the the attack. You know? Like the slight. It right. didn't even... La- so anyway, there was that part. But then also, he admits to, yeah, I have been, and the way he phrased it, I am mentally soft. Hmm. So you got all of this potential in your power and you're saying I'm mentally v- weak, right? And yet, when asked, are you a Hall of Famer? He, without blinking, said yes. Yes. Oh, sir. So I just, I just, with Dwight, it's a lack of awareness around, and, you just don't know what you're getting. And it's like... It, it, and this comes even back to what we were talking about with 
AB with Antonio Brown. The lack of self-awareness of what you can offer. Okay, Wrigley, we hear you. Wrigley did a big snore. Um, is is problematic and clearly and clearly Dwight also is dealing with his own demons and his own things which creates this like self-esteem issue where he assumes when someone calls you weak you're talking about his body and not his brain Mm -hmm. I feel like that could potentially be something there I don't know for him to just not yeah capture that as quickly as I think most of us did I would like to know what his tattoos mean because for a long time Dwight had no tattoos and then he had all the tattoos and he has all the tattoos and there's animals on stuff mm-hmm. there's a there's a poorly rendered lion on his shoulder there's a owl on his chest I love owls like an OVO like uh, like no like not like Drake's no like a rendered owl mm, okay uh, wingspan going across his entire chest it an owl could mean many things but right. usually you think of wisdom yes because they are smart. I assume Dwight is saying that he's going through his many years of learning. Okay. And maybe he's letting go of some ego that he used to have around being like the man and the superstar and being deferred to. Because that was the problem he had with James Harden in Houston is that everything ran through Harden. And, and he Dwight, had feelings about that. Dwight had a lot of feelings about that. Well, I think there's... I mean, with sports, any sports, I know we talk a little bit about this. We talk a lot about this with football. But the ego and the toxic, the toxicity in the toxic masculinity that just exists in sports in general is pretty terrible. Did you just go? What? Which one did you take? I took the one that's harder to eat. You took diamond cuts. So my dad, um, who is wonderful, uh, made some plantain chips and this thing called diamond cuts, which is just like fried dough with a little bit of sugar. Um, that's quite delicious. And now Alex just took. You just ate one. Wow. And you're closing the lid. I'm proud of you. I'm holding five. You're, are you really holding five? <laughs> you really are. Just kidding. Um, but toxic masculinity exists so, it's so prevalent in sports. Don't you think it's a survival mechanism though? When you're playing in the playground, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Am I, am I wrong? You just... You're, you're insinuating that a professional athlete who does this is adhering to more uh, childlike tactics. Yes. Oh, boy. I said what I said. Shots fired. I, and I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying, like, I grew up in a place where you played ball and that was a way to potentially get out. as a way to get good scholarships. It was a way to not get into other kinds of trouble. In the neighborhood. Sure. So I get that. And I get that, like, people come from different backgrounds at home. So mm-hmm. they were bringing whatever that is potentially to the court, good or bad. So, like, again, it's not it's not like here or there. I just think it's just child. It is childish. S- steal or shoot on the court, not off the court, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, that's, <laughs> Got that. that's just my... And I'm not saying that, like, talking trash and things are, are good or bad. I just think, like, there is a underlying toxicity mm. to it sure like it's okay to like i when i play ball I, I talk i talk trash what what did i do nothing i was about to reach for those diamond cuts again i'll put it mm. away from you thank uh, you you're welcome but um, like when i play ball i talk trash because i in some weird way have subscribed to that toxicity you talk trash when i play ball yeah that's a lot we've never played ball together no but what do you get... what kind of stuff do you say give examples um 
it's usually if I feel like you're disrespecting me in the play. Mm-hmm. And so when you disrespect me, like you think you can cross me or or you say something to me, usually someone instigates it first. So I do it as a defense usually, mechanism. Usually, not always. 99% of the time it's instigated by somebody 92, else, not me. 92. <laughs> 92% of the time? Is Whatever. that what you're saying? Okay. Um, so I'll say like, oh, you, oh, you, like, they'll be like, oh, you're, you're shooting like a girl. Like, I, when growing up, it'd be mm-hmm, like, because mm-hmm. it would be me against a bunch of boys. Right. So it'd be like, oh, you, you're shooting like a girl, you run like a girl. I'm like, oh, I run like a girl, you can't catch me. You know, yeah, like, right, and, right. you know, like, oh, I shoot like a girl, you can't block me. You right, know, like, right. oh, it must be good to be shooting like a girl. You know, so it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of like that kind of like, Masculine, feminine trash talk. That that is I thought, not great. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do something. That that's more of a high road trash talk. No, of course. I, that's a, that's but a it's not intellectual trash talk. <laughs> it's it's a oh, cause can't... and effect situation. Right. I thought you were. I thought you would say something about like body shaming men or oh, <laughs> giving them like. I have a lot of body image issues. I would never do that to another <laughs> you're, person. You're but you're, that's why your girlfriend calls you soft. <laughs> like, actually, now I'm going to say that to somebody. Can I say that to you when I, when I play ball with you? Actually, you're uh, what, what's another way you could say? That's why you're hooked uh, on phonics. That's why you're hooked on phonics. It's just more. Can't, can't read the play? You hooked on phonics? Mm-hmm. You go, can't read the play? If you See, were, I can do it. I, I really just... like that. So if you. if uh, if you start lighting somebody up, you're like, you get more action out here than you do in the bedroom. <laughs> what? I definitely do that a little bit. I definitely yeah. do a lot of like, you can't get it. You can't get you it can't up. Get it. You can't <laughs> get it up. It's just like, just like a normal Friday night. Um, um, you, so I'm a terrible person. I recognize I that. Had a, I have a friend who's really good at basketball. And now I'd say I could, pl- I could probably beat him one-on-one mm-hmm. we'd each we each hold our own for sure but back sure. in the day it used to be more one-sided his way mm-hmm. and i remember watching him play in middle school and high school and he's a sweet uh christian boy mm-hmm. and then in college something happened where i saw him play a pickup game once i was on his team oh, and no. he talked so much trash something to the to other i don't know i just think he got so good at it mm-hmm. that his ego swelled Uh-oh. and i watched and nothing there's no end to the story where it's like a moral lesson became, came from it yes. it was just no it was just it, just to watch someone go from zero to a hundred zero to a hundred like man you talk trash on every play every play every play all the plays How, like the repertoire you have to have you have mm-hmm. to have such a deep cachet of lines right to use on the court it just came from within him it was like poetry wow it was like it wasn't Oops, like he could turn it off it was he was like a vessel for some other spirit or apparition of genius apparition trash talk. yeah it was amazing but anyway dwight howard i will say this though say it dwight howard is a person and dwight howard has has gotten better over time from the guy he was on draft day and the naivete that he thought he was gonna be the guy to bring jesus christ and the gospel into the league right he wanted people to know the lord and savior jesus christ which is cool played his first game in the nba and veterans told him nah man it's not gonna be like that right we're on the road we're we're doing things on the road. Yeah, and we're having a lot of fun doing and it. And Dwight Howard took the message um, <laughs> and put and his spread, penis everywhere. Spread that gospel around to many women. Um, and had eight kids. Out I of would it. wonder if his numbers are anywhere in the ballpark of Will Chamberlain. 
of wait did Wilt say how many girls he's banged yeah over I'm gonna say this number and Uh it's gonna sound like a lot and it's not a thousand over a thousand ew but but think about it no I it's low for like the amount of like days in the calendar year days in the calendar year how big he was that's three years his longevity of if you played if you did three years having a different sexual partner every night you'd reach a thousand yeah. So it's not even that big. Right, but it's disgusting. Is it? Yeah. I'm in my monogamy esque thinking of of love and crap like that. As long as nobody's getting contracted diseases and things infections that are hurting their health, as long as people are safe, I don't care what you do. Yeah. Just take a shower in between. I <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Just for the hygiene of it. But um, some other news in the NBA, fashion-wise, two yes. things. Uh, the Jordan 34s dropped. I heard. Did you see them? Nope. They're all right. Okay. Mm, so I'm not in love with them. I'm not in love with them. I hope they play well, but Zion Williamson is uh, rocking them, so that'll be okay. what he wears I mean, this he's, year. He's a, he's a Jordan ambassador, so. Sure is. And then the second thing... Uh, no more ninja headbands in the NBA. I will say I'm kind of bummed about that. I like really, the look. I like the ninja headbands. Yeah, and they say they're not doing the ninja headbands. So it looks like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle headbands, but not over their eyes, but over the you know by mm-hmm. their head. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ties in the back, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. It was good at soaking up sweat. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's a headband with. It was a broader headband, a thinner headband, mm-hmm. and looser on the. Well, more comfortable and form fitting on yeah. the head. You know. Um. But yeah, so for whatever reason, um, well, they they said it was for safety reasons. Yeah. I, are, do they think people are gonna like pull at it? And it pull could it be down? that because there's no, there's no limit on the length of it. So imagine having someone with really a long. So would someone would someone with like ends. long dreads? I'm sorry, locks. Like, like Kenneth Fareed. Yeah, that's what I'm. Or thinking like Crawford, about. or like there's so many people that I know who have like long locks. Like, is that considered... Well, but that's a personal choice on style, of uh, hairstyle. That's a part of your body. I was going to say... It's an extension uh, yes. of your body. Yeah. This is something you could put on or take off. Right. We already have headbands. If the purpose is soaking up sweat, the headband does it without having this thing flailing all over. I get it. I'm not saying I agree with it, but I understand it. Hmm. I guess. You know, I, I'm not... It was a great year of headbands. It was short-lived. I really liked it, and I, I hope they don't stop making it, because I want to buy one for myself. Just one. Okay, maybe. It just can't be too long, because if you have to do a spin move, imagine like backing down someone in the paint, and then you got to oh, do a I, quick spin. What if, what if my ponytail hits you? Is that my fault? Not me, you. I'm thinking of my own play. I'm not used to having something fly in my face. So if I turn so quickly that that fabric whips around and hits me in the eye, it could affect my shot. Oh. I guess I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I guess I'm you're right. Of them, who cares about the defense? <laughs> uh, what else is happening? FIBA mm-hmm. is happening. The Federation of International Basketball Association. Sure. Is that what it's called? We'll go with that. I, I don't know. It's the it's the International Basketball Championship essentially. Right. Right. Team USA is doing okay. It's doing well. It went to the semifinals, I believe. Um, but because a lot of their marquee players that would play mm-hmm. are not playing. Right. But they're fine. Who cares? Cool. Mm. And Greece 
is not has Giannis, but they actually didn't make it far. Unfortunately, Giannis is playing like a man child. What do you mean? He's playing like Hercules. Okay, I was about to say when you said man child, I'm like, is he having a temper tantrum? No, 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 no. He's he's doing all the work. Th- well, I I didn't mean to make a a Greek god analogy that was uh, inadvertent but people are comparing him to a greek god on some of the publishing that they're doing uh-huh. on magazines and everything else he's just playing like a freak out of his mind mm-hmm. and just on his team imagine how many players in the nba are greek mm, like two like one i think one i think his name is Giannis. yeah and his brother and his brother the other onto the kumpo so two two so imagine the rest of the Greek basketball players. They're probably not in the same caliber as those two. Most likely not. <laughs> and so you put Giannis on this team. It's like when I went from playing high school basketball to play for the Catholic Youth Council. Ah, uh, yes. It's definitely different. Mm-hmm. I used to terrorize those boys. Because <laughs> you were the next best thing to slice, Cause slice I, bread. I was on the bench on my high school team. But then I played for the CYC. I was like Kobe. Mm-hmm. It was my time to shine. Giannis was already league MVP. So he's, Put him on the team of the Greeks. He's beyond league MVP. He's Zeus. Oh. Well, yeah. So did you hear about this thing that um, D. Rose considers himself a Hall of Famer? I did. What are your thoughts on that? That's unfortunately not true. You know, I think people are misreading what or misunderstanding what he said. I... I think he was talking about two different things. Right. I think he said, in the eyes of the people I've grown up with, I am a Hall of Famer. Yes. Because I've set, since the sixth grade, or when I was six years old, right. set these goals for myself, and I made those made those goals. Yep. I'm, and in their eyes, I'm a Hall of Famer. He was a Hall of Famer by the age of 23. Yeah. Yeah. Was, didn't he get his MVP at 21, though? Um... Was it 21? I think it was 21 because he was the youngest MVP. Yeah, but I think 23 was the age marker for that. It doesn't matter. Either way, he got it early. Yeah, he, got, he was the youngest one when for he got sure. it. For sure. From his part of Chicago where he grew up. He should have made it. Did? Oh, Shouldn't man. have made it. Pe- to wear number one on the Bulls and win the MVP. Mm-hmm. You forget about it. You're winning well, at life. And he was considered the second coming of, of Jordan. Not that he was Jordan. He wasn't Michael Jordan, but he was like, this is going this is going to be the guy that takes our team to the finals. In the same way that LeBron was the hometown hero for Cleveland. Exactly. They said, Chi-Town has its hero now. Yeah. His like Chi-Town has their homegrown hero. He could do things on a basketball court athletically as a Wild. point guard. Wild. It made no sense. No. He was dunking he was... like upside down with both feet. Yeah, you and know? and it was he, he was breaking ankles and knees and necks in the way that he was handling the ball. His agility was on a Kyrie Irving level. Yeah. His athleticism, his hops were out of this world. And he he's a tall guy, obviously, but like short compared to yeah. other basketball players. Mm-hmm. And his his vertical his mm-hmm. was wild. He has so much bounce. Yeah. And, and one would say his bounce and his agility mm-hmm. is the reason why he became glass. Broke it down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. he really... So he couldn't hold up. So in the eyes of the people that he's talking about, like from home, if he's saying, I'm a Hall of Famer, no matter what anyone says, more power to you. Right. In the eyes of the Hall of Fame selection committee. Right. Mm, 
He might be one of the only players who won an MVP who doesn't make it to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Boy, still getting paid with yeah, that Adidas sure. contract. Uh, yeah, that's kind of sad to see. Yeah, but you know his Adidas contract also pays his like brother and cousin and. Do they? Yeah. I mean, it's a, a great, substantial amount of money. It's a great thing for him to sign that long-term deal with Adidas. He yeah. really got over well. I was in Portland last year, mm-hmm. and I was riding by the Adidas headquarters. They had on the side the portraits of the guys who they represent. There was yeah. Harden. There was Lillard. Yeah. And then there was D Rose. I was like, oh wow. Yep. You have to think when he signed that contract, he was like the second coming to Chicago. For so sure. there was, so it made sense. It's like say, telling Nike not to sign LeBron. Right. No. It, it was definitely. just it, like your hometown. Yeah, sign him. You know. It was a, it, it just his cards that he were dealt for him just sucked. Now they're gonna retro all his old shoes. Yeah, that's but, what I heard. Yeah. So he we'll see. he. I hope that Derrick Rose. Because he's still playing, and he's playing at a high level. Yeah. I would love to see Derek have a year that is... Is he still with... Um, Minnesota. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Minnesota. With, with Tibbs. If he can if he can become an all-star this year legitimately, no pity points. Yeah. Just averaging 20 and 8 and 8 or something like yeah. that. 8 and 6. Right. Something respectable and solid. Yeah. As a point guard anywhere in this league would love those numbers. Um, I would love to see that version of Derrick Rose. I don't need 25 plus points a game anymore. Right. I just want to see something. He's a solid player. Yeah. Because I feel like his is one, of, and we've talked about this before, his is one of the stories that makes me sad. No, oh, yeah. It, it's like, tragic. It makes me, just because he's such a good guy. A good. You know, and he's victim to that success of that MVP. Yep. We hold that MVP over him yep. unfairly. And, and it's not, yeah, I was going to say, it's not fair that we do that. We we compare, if he had not won that MVP that year, we wouldn't talk about him like this. And and a lot of people don't feel like he deserved that MVP. I'm and one of those people. I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. And and I don't, I don't fault you and other people who thought that LeBron should have gotten it. I don't fault any of y'all for that. That makes sense to me. But I also wanted to see my boy win. I was like, why are we doing this to this guy? Like, it, it felt to me at the time, looking back on it now, but I, I didn't have words for it then. But now, looking back on it, I felt like it was unfair not to LeBron, but to D-Rose. Yeah, no, I agree. To tell him... Looking back on it now, I can see why he maybe didn't deserve it. Because in that moment, I'm like, no, I want my guy to win. Right. Like, you just... That's how, at least as a Chicagoan mm-hmm. and as a fellow, like, like that's my Chicago sibling. I want him to be yeah, like, do good. 25, 5, and 5. Yeah. And then LeBron had, we were worried because he was, he left Cleveland and was going to, he was averaging like 27, 8, and 8. Right. And we're like, oh, he's going to shave points because now he plays with D-Row or right. Dwayne Wade and all this stuff. He had 27, 8, and 7. Yeah. At Miami his first year. Yeah. And it was like, he's got better numbers than D-Rose. And... He hasn't take he hasn't lost a step. Yeah. And that team, Miami, didn't make they didn't go far in the playoffs. They were like first round last year. Yeah. He made them a better team. I still maintain that like D Rose was a victim to anti LeBron sentiment at the time. And he, And there was quite a bit I was part of that camp. Yeah, he I just thought like, wow, we're giving it to this this young guy who's having a great year, but I've not seen someone Win an MVP with 25, 5, and 5. And it hasn't happened since, so. Yeah. 
you know, that's something. But I don't think he's a Hall of Famer yet, but if in these next two years, Mm -hmm. three years, however long he plays, if he can position himself to have those numbers I was talking about and maybe win a championship or go deep in the playoffs, he could be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it could be one of those, it could be a historic roller coaster of a career that no one ever thought possible. Right. He could be the first. Yep. We'll see. So recently, Kobe had an interview. Was it an interview that he did where he questioned Shaq's work ethic? Yeah. Why is this happening? Kobe was asked, I forget the specific question, but Kobe's response was, if Shaq had had the work ethic that Kobe had had, they could have won 12 championships together. So here's my thing. Hmm. Kobe... Let's let's move on. Because I can sit here and compare myself to other people that do similar work that I do. I can be and I can say, I work harder than you. And if you worked harder, you could be producing X, Y, and Z things. Do you hear how stupid that sounds? That you are comparing another person by your work ethic? Work ethic is like, you know, and of course, Shaq responded with memes of him, you know, driving to the pain with like five people on him. Right. And like, he's like, yeah, I have such terrible work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, the man didn't. Let's let's call it what it is. He had a lot more fun and you were just kind of a stick in the mud a little bit. Oh, I'm, yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just, not. I'm just. Where's no. the lie? I'm just reacting. Kind where's of really. the lie? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like his work ethic was like an assassin work ethic. Sure. I will not doubt or take that away from him because that made him who he is, but not everybody's wired the same way. So what, what is to say my work ethic? It has to be the same as your work ethic. Mm-hmm. Like genuinely, what is it to say? I, I, I don't know why he said that, but the way he tried to, he couldn't do much. Nope. All he could say was, there's nothing but love between me and Shaq. Mm-hmm. Shaq doesn't like when you say things. Yeah, like, just, just shut like up. That. Just, yeah. Just, I hate to say shut up and dribble because that's not what I'm saying. Just like, this is a, this is like a con- a content that you don't need to continue to put in the media. Like, because at one point, didn't they squash stuff? They did. No, so, they definitely squashed it. We got it on tape. Right. So then why are you bringing it up again? Kobe, because you're not you been, you've not squashed it. Have you? Ever, Either you get over it uh-huh. or get through it. Address it and get through it, or get over it. I'm trying to think in my own life if there are people that I still respect and talk to, but I still harbor um, thoughts about those people. Where if they knew I thought that way about them, they would probably be displeased. And I'm sure the answer is yes. I'm sure I have. Yeah, of course. There are things I think about people if I'm being judgmental. Mm-hmm. And I, because I, most of the day, I don't think two thoughts about anybody else that doesn't affect, like, my own life. Sure. Um, but if I really care to think about choices other people are making and whether I think those are good choices... Sure, I could, like, beat Look. myself to death with those kind of um, backseat driving uh, thoughts, but when I say it to their face, 
Uh, no, because there's no reason for me to do that. It has a negative effect on them, and they're mm-hmm. not bothering anybody. Let them keep doing what they're doing. Right. This is New York City. Everybody's doing whatever they want to do. I don't have time to worry about what they're doing. Right. Kobe, if asked about Shaq... He's going to say what he's going to say. He has stuff that he thinks about Shaq that he doesn't need to say. Because you've already buried the hatchet with him. Maybe reserve... So... I think a fragment of Kobe's comment comes from a place of comfort. Sure. Where the past alienation with Shaq has already been voiced to his face with him on camera. Yes. And they've worked through that together to now be in a place where they both people think of Kobe and Shaq now as being reconciled. Yeah, that's how I've done it. So when you're reconciled with somebody and you're square and you're quote unquote friends, then you can probably say some things about friends that they should be able to take. But clearly they couldn't take it. Shaq and that's didn't like this. Yeah, Shaq no, did not he like didn't. This. Kobe, I think, said it thinking partly, I've called Shaq out before about not keeping up on his diet, his right. workout plan, all that sort of stuff. This is on record. Yep. Shaq knows this. So when I tell you if Shaq had my work ethic, right. which is reputable legendary people talk about kobe's work ethic right that is that is documented we could have won 12 championships that's me saying big diesel was an amazing phenomenon of an athlete i'm giving him credit when i say that right Right. that's like 12 championships says a lot about Shaq. like i couldn't win 12 by myself i won five kobe had five two without Shaq. if i had Shaq. I could have had 12. That's a compliment to Shaq. Right. But then the diss part is we all know that I had work ethic. We all know that I called Shaq out on his work ethic. We have reconciled together us as people, as men. Right. But I still stand by what I said about his work ethic. Right. To, to me, like you could have said the same thing. Mm-hmm. You could have said your notion of like, honest, that compliment of like, I think if we were together... We could have won 12 championships and just period. That's it. There's no semicolon. There's no colon. There's no comma. There's no other sentence. It's like, yeah, sometimes I wish we, you know, were able to work a little bit longer together because I believe that with him, I could have won 12 championships. I think the word I don't now that I've parsed it out, I don't have a problem with what he said. No, but it's just. I just don't think it has it was like there was no couth to it. There was no, no you're right. and that's the part that I have like you right. taught you're like he's coaching these young female right. like teams and things like that and like making them be great, which is awesome. You are supposed to be a role model. Eh, come on. Yeah. You're being you're being petty. No, he's being pe- You're being petty. Yeah, I don't think petty it wasn't meant to be a slight at Shaq. But it, I think Impact versus oh, for intention. Sure. Intention it versus impact. Inte- intent Classic was, case. Textbook case. Yeah, like you, he may want it to be, this is the highest compliment he's ever paid Shaq, if he, if mm-hmm. that's what he thought. Sure. But what you said was, if he had the same worth ethic, like, which you know from the jump, right. this is something that he's sensitive to. You know what? He's been sensitive to that. We, I know that. I don't even know Shaq like that. Sha- Kobe only gives Shaq half compliments. Yeah. In general. So when Shaq and Kobe started to patch things so up. So he's very much like Michael in that way. Yeah. Michael barely well, gives compliments. Michael doesn't give any compliments. Yeah. Um, because he's Michael. and he, Kobe yeah. meets you halfway and the first time Shaq and he kind of patched things up, Shaq was already commentating, calling games. Mm-hmm. It was the year that Dwight Howard was with Kobe mm-hmm. and 
TNT and Shaq were covering the Lakers game. Kobe sent a message up to Shaq via a representative. Come down to the locker room. Kobe wants to talk to you. Shaq comes down to the locker room. They haven't spoken words. Yeah. They don't talk to each other. And then Kobe says, hey. I'm sorry. I want to tell you. And his sorry was a, hey, I still... I still said what I said. I said what I said. Right. You said what you said. We had a difference of opinion on a lot of things. But I realize now, having worked with Dwight Howard... You were a good teammate. You were not as bad as I thought you were. You know? But do, like, but do you see how... Can you imagine if I said that to you? You'd be like, that was fucking It was essentially him saying, like, it could be worse. You were goofy. You were funny. You didn't work as hard as I would have liked you to have. And I, I chastised you for that. But I have Dwight now, and I see that could have been so much more of a waste of potential. At least you... Did what you could with what you had. I'd Again, love to see the compliments he gives his daughters. I'd love to see how oh, I worry for their self-esteem. Merry Christmas. This is for girls who aren't terrible. That's not. A Does compliment. that mean we're good, Dad? It means that you're there not. are worse daughters in the world to have. <laughs> oh God, that's so horrible. That's that's horrible. <laughs> That's freaking horrible. Dad, do you love mommy? I like your mom a lot. I I hate you. <laughs> Look at the big rock that I got her after I cheated on her would, it, would someone buy a diamond ring for a woman like that if they didn't love them? Daddy, you've never answered the question yeah. directly. <laughs> Look at that. What's that over there? Everyone, smoke bomb. Ah, man. So, so uh, Shaq and Kobe... You know, friends for life. I just imagine. Them. I think they're frenemies. Don't don't yeah. don't don't say they're friends. Let's think they? about this. Kobe's career. Someone kept posting stuff the other day on Instagram mm-hmm. of Kobe's top scoring games against every team. Mm-hmm. That's he never cool. he never scored less than forty on anybody. Yeah. And again, cool. But would you just consider that a ball hog? Right? Well, no. You put that kind of firepower. With a Shaquille O'Neal. It's stupid. That was the best. I don't care what anybody says. You think that's a better duo than... Yes. Okay. I didn't even finish my sentence. Yes. You were just like... I think they're the best duo of all time. Really? I do. Okay. I don't know if, well, who my best duo would be. Because, like, part of me wants to say Michael and Scotty. I know you do. I mean... You can't... You put that two-on-two two against each other. Who's... Michael and Kobe are going to try and guard each other. Sure. Yeah, because they... Is Scotty going to guard Shaq? No, that's going to be funny. Yeah. Actually, that would be really funny. It would never work. (laughs) Can you just imagine? Big ass Shaq. Scotty would leave. Scotty would be like, I'm not even going to try. Scotty's like, I'm good. Y'all can play. Go ahead. You can play two on one. I'm good. Michael would be like, I'll take both of them. Because you know Mike would. He would try. Currently Mike would. Not even like prime Mike. Mike is delusional. He's so funny. I love it. Mike's great. I I subscribe to his delusion. Dwayne Wade and LeBron in their prime still couldn't take those No, that I would agree. Yeah, no. My like my irrational love of Michael Jordan and that era of the Bulls. It's irrational. Yeah, is why I would pick them first. But if I had to rationally and pragmatically think about it, you're right. Magic and Kareem couldn't take them. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I couldn't. There's no duo I've seen in history uh-huh. who has what it takes to defeat those two. 
Kobe was just so menacing. And the first championship they won, Shaq averaged 30 points a game. Kobe yep. averaged 29 point something. That's ridiculous that your top two players... By the way, I've been watching a lot of Harry Potter, so every time I say ridiculous, I want to say ridiculous. You've been watching a lot... Of, okay, well... Have you watched Harry Potter? Yeah, I've read Harry Potter. Okay, just, be, just making sure. done all of it. I, just, I, just I was, watched the, the Broadway play. Wasn't it amazing? It was a... Oh, my God. Did we not ma- talk about it? No, you just... We talked about it for five seconds when we, like, passed oh, each other. Because remember, man. it happened in August, and I was just like, did oh, you watch it? Yes. Man. Was it awesome? Yes. Okay, great. I want to talk about that off mic. Yeah, it was amazing. I had fun. Um, But, yeah. No, I agree. Even Steph and Clay. No. Be, are you kidding me? They, no. They would shoot threes all day. That's fine. Kobe can't hit threes like that. Shaq can hit the, By, But Shaq can potentially block that. Shaq could give Clay problems. Yes. And Kobe could lock down Steph with the tenacity Steph doesn't normally see. And I think I think Kobe played better head games than maybe Steph is used to. Yes. Because for sure, it wasn't just a physical sport for Kobe. It was also he'd, he would he would Shaq f up and, your brain. Shaq and Kobe were great trash talkers. Oh yeah. They oh yeah. In your head. Oh yeah, Kobe. I would say. Michael was better. Mm-hmm, for sure. But Kobe is a good second. I think good apprentice. The, I think that's the story of their time. Their whole time together. Mm-hmm. And apart from each other. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. I love this section. Ready to go on to telling people who our dope people are? Yep. All right. Let's keep it moving. All right, folks, it is our final segment of the cast where we talk about our dope person or people of our week, of the era, of the season, whatever you want to call it. Um, I believe I go first this time. You ready? I guess. Why do you mean you guess? Get excited. I was petting Wrigley. Oh, yeah, I understand that. I understand that. I understand it. Well, my dope people are two fantastic women um, by the name of Coco Goff and Naomi Osaka. Both of them are uh, black women, and I believe Naomi Osaka is also... Japanese. Part Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they both played each other during the US Open that we were talking about mm-hmm, earlier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the US Open, also known as the US Open, um, here in New York. And uh, Naomi, if for those who don't remember, won last year's US Open. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like very controversial because of what happened to Serena. Um, Naomi, Naomi deserved it, but it, as far as the win is concerned, but it was just kind of, kind of a, a convoluted story in a lot of ways. But they were both playing each other. Uh, uh, Coco is 15, I believe. And Naomi's maybe in her 20s, like early 20s, I think. I believe 15 for sure. And then I think 21, maybe 21 22. I want to say, let me see. Naomi Osaka. Um, she is, she is. Hold on, hold on. 21. No. Why does it say? She doesn't tell me. She is, she is, she is, she is. 21. Mm-hmm. We were correct. So 15 and 21, young players. The reason why they're even in the world of tennis is likely because of the Williams sisters, seeing people that look like them mm-hmm. on the screen. They have both talked about how both Serena and Venus Venus are, you know, instrumental in their um, style of play and the reason why they're in. They are playing all those different things. So they both played against each other 
and Naomi won. And, uh, you know, they did the handshake at the end. They both said really lovely things to each other. And before Naomi went to go do her interview, she goes to uh, Coco and goes, hey, you want to do the post-game interview with me? Because these people are here for you. Um, and I want you to, like, experience this. And she, of course, Coco doesn't even know how to, like, react. You just see her just, I'm going to cry. She just said, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. She's like, no, it's one thing, like, it's one thing to go to the showers and cry. But it's another thing to just experience this moment. I'm going to be here with you. We're going to do this together. And showed such a great, um, great humility, great, great sportsmanship, and great com- camaraderie, especially in a world where we're told to, like, claw each other down so we can make it up top. To, for Naomi, that should have been her moment, right? It's her moment because she's going to the next next round. Like, it should have been all about her. But she's like, no, I see that this young, impressionable player is going, is like kind of, is, is hurting. It's hurting real bad. Right. But I want to make sure that I'm supporting her. Yeah. Um, and to see two black women do that for each other is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so to the both of them, thank you for showing humility, great sportsmanship, and what it means to be a, a true competitor that is compassionate. You don't have to be toxic the whole time and talk trash the whole time. Um, so, but yeah, so to the both of them, they uh, Naomi didn't make it past, I think, the next round. Mm-hmm. But um, but great, like, honestly, so incredibly. They, the future of tennis is in great hands with them. I watched highlights of that match mm-hmm. on ESPN. Yeah. Sports Center. So they showed the clip. Mm-hmm. It was on mute because I was in a diner. So then I pulled up an article on my phone to yeah. read what happened and the words that were exchanged between the two women. So and lovely. Naomi said, you know, it's okay to cry. Yeah. That's fine. And then, you know, Coco had that permission to do that and right. felt more, you know, at peace with the choice to stay out there and do the post game. But then the clip of the show switched over to men's college football. Oh, and it was the just, contrast oh is my so God. different. I was like, God, I just don't understand why we're like this. Why can't it be like that? So, yeah. I mean, the games are very different. So, thus. I noticed watching Serena warm up with Bianca. I just forget in tennis how you have to volley the ball back and forth to help your partner warm up. Yeah. You're about to face you're off about, against... You're about but, to hopefully beat the crap out yeah, of the next let person. Me, but. but let me help you warm up by you know hitting it to you, and you softly hit it to me, mm-hmm. and then I softly hit it to you. So we get a rhythm going so we can have a nice match. We're making artwork here. Yeah. We're, we're going to make an artwork, a piece of work together right you know so i need you to be at your best so i can be at my best right it's like mike tyson said in one of his interviews he goes it's disrespectful for another fighter to say i don't know if i agree with this Mm -hmm. but he said it's disrespectful for another fighter to decline a request from another fighter to fight because Mm. that other fighter depends on you for their money and their livelihood right so you know they need income if they want to fight a better fighter, you saying no to them, well, not you're taking them away their bread. Yeah. You know, whether they win or lose. I mean, like, it, like existentially, I can agree with his like thoughts. I get the premise. Yeah, I get the premise of it. Yeah. I don't know if it's... Not, it doesn't hold up complete, all the time. Yeah. But that's the idea of like these two people in tennis. What I noticed is there's less animosity mm-hmm. when you're in a sport where the two players don't have physical touch. Oh, yeah. You're playing tennis. Right. You're not getting, you're not skin to skin at any point. Right. It's a, it's a back and forth chess match. I mean, what's his face? McEnroe? Whatever McEnroe? McEnroe. 
Mackinac, what the hell? <laughs> um, I mean, he would say differently. He was always combative playing tennis. Yeah, but you can't be mad at your partner. You can be mad at the referees always. It was in or it oh, was yeah, out. Oh, yeah, that's right. He it was, was, he was yeah. mostly with the... Yeah, that But your sense. opponent, yeah, you'll never... Like a Coco and Osaka, they shouldn't be mad. But in football... Yeah, you can be mad at your opponent. This guy holds your face mask. This guy tugs at your jersey. Yeah. Well, you can get a little annoyed with some stuff. Um, that's what I noticed. I Good love ones. It. Yeah. I like those. Those are, I mean, it was an amazing uh, sight, for sure, of sportsmanship. Yeah, for Sports sure. Sportswomanship. Oh, I should say this. Ooh, who sang the national anthem at the women's finals? I have no idea. She is on Broadway. I forget. But if you just look up, if you Google who sang the national anthem this mm-hmm. year at the U.S. Open uh, Women's Finals, she did one of the best vocal ranges of that song I've ever seen in my life. I oh, thought, really? am I really witness to one of the best Probably. anthems I've ever seen? And she ended it with, um, instead of the part where it says brotherhood, mm-hmm. she said sisterhood. Hell yeah. And it shook the arena. People got so in their feelings. It was great. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. So if you find that, share it with the people. I'm going to. That should have been my dope person. Dang. Missed out. Who's your dope person? Well, anyway, Blake Griffin. What? He is power forward for the Detroit Pistons. Okay, okay, okay. And he most recently, uh, he's been my dope person before, but this time it's for a different reason. He was on... A podcast recently, mm-hmm. my favorite podcast. You made it weird with Pete Holmes, mm-hmm. and Pete has no concept of sports. Yes, I haven't listened to this yet, mm-hmm. so I'm very excited to listen. So don't give me too many spoilers. He and Blake talk about comedy, okay, the whole way through because Blake does stand up comedy. Okay, Blake has always been funny, but he actually works on his stand up comedy. I believe it. He does sets. Mm-hmm. He does shows. He does charities. I did not know that. He. So gets, he like works, works He on gets it. himself filmed whenever he does a set and he watches the film back to see how he's, such he's doing. He's an athlete. He's working on it. So I love it. I just want to compliment. He was he roasted Caitlyn Jenner and um, some other folks at a roast recently he mm-hmm. was invited to. He's actually invited by legitimate comedians to do work. So I appreciate that Blake Griffin has this other side to him. Yeah. And I think we don't see it enough. He's a whole person. We don't see it enough with athletes where we just restrict them to the shut up and dribble mentality. But which this is, guy. Which makes sense why he did the roast for, it was an Alec Baldwin roast, Alec I believe. Baldwin. yeah, yeah. And he, he did a roast to Caitlyn Jenner mm-hmm. that at first I was like, ooh, but then Caitlyn, mm-hmm. you know, did a good job of being a good sport about mm-hmm. it. So He does an annual... Comedy Night Charity event sponsored by Red Bull to benefit Team Griffin Foundation, okay. which is a, a young men's sports league in Oklahoma where he's from. Mm. So it benefits uh, young men from that area. Blake was accompanied by comedians Norm MacDonald, John Mulaney, Phoebe Robinson, Whitney Cummings, and Jim Jeffries. I was about to say, these are big hitters. I know They're all not, of those people. I was about to say, like, none of them are nobodies. No. He gets advice from various comedians. He talked about Neil Brennan. Oh, and the uh, Neil Brennan is hilarious. Yeah, no, this guy surrounds himself with real Some comedians. Class. Yeah, other spawns. Anyway, goes on and on. He's um, uh, also made a substantial donation to the SoCal Fire Relief Fund with okay. his comedy charity event. So for the first responders who battled the 2017 California wildfires. Um, so I mean. 
I just think he's cool. I just think as another mixed brother, uh, who is health conscious, right? And also he lends himself over. He talks about some of his spirituality. Oh, yeah! On this podcast, you would really like it. You mm-hmm. learn a lot about Blake on this last cast. Okay, um, I just think he's one of the more well-rounded basketball players who's found peace with himself. So he does not embody that toxicity that we've been talking about. He's the example I would point to when people have issues with athletes being um, disingenuous or or. Uh, Abrasive Mm -hmm. with people, with athletes, with women, and just being generally nasty. Blake is one of the most conscious, gentlemanly, uh, sportsman like athletes you could want on your team. And he's damn good at basketball. He's he's a Hall of Famer for sure. You really think he's a Hall of Famer? Blake Griffin? Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, I did before you questioned me on that. I really thought he would be ahead of. The people we've been talking about. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I agree. I'm going to look at... Okay, we can talk off mic about that. Yeah, I don't know if that's... uh, I don't know if I'm going to have to agree... I'm going to have to disagree with you. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, just because you're an all-star a billion times doesn't mean you're a Hall of Famer. I mean, it goes back to... Oh, I'm looking at his stats right now. Yeah, he's, he's a Hall of Famer for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess I, I haven't looked at his, like honestly I haven't followed him yeah. very well so I wouldn't really I go by I'm, numbers largely and yeah for me he's but you know what I'll give you this he falls in that camp of man Dwight Howard's got some good numbers though he falls in the camp for me of the Chris Webbers okay People make the argument whether Chris Webber should be a Hall of Famer or not. Because he's never won a championship. I really think Chris should be a Hall of Famer. So Blake is in that same category for me. Okay. But not everybody feels the same way. Okay, okay. Very different, but I'm not mad. Not mad about it. All, All right. right. What a fun cast. Well, this is a little bit of a longer one, but it was nice to catch up with you again and do do this thing we called our Dallin Driven podcast. Making up for lost time. Yes. So we will likely come back closer to the preseason, I'm assuming. Is that what we're doing? Something like that. Yeah. So um, we'll see you in the beginning of October where we're going to talk more things about basketball and all those fun things. So make sure you check us out. Until then, we will definitely be putting content on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So make sure you check us out. This whole time, did you just put a new screen guard on your cell phone? No, I was just cleaning it. Okay. It's just been a minute since I cleaned my phone. You've been doing some arts and crafts over there. You know, I do what I can. I do what I can. Um, All right, folks. You have anything to close out the night? No, it's just good to be back. It's good to be back. Well, folks, be dope, and we'll catch you later. See ya.